time to talk a little football. Okay, a lot of Edmonton Elks football. We are joined this morning by Chris Jones, head coach and general manager of your Edmonton Elks, one day after the big free agency day. Morning, coach. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you very much. Every time we talk to you, it seems like you're on the road. Are you in your car again today, or are you are you actually settled well, in? We're down in we're down in Florida. Actually, we uh, we came down to do free agency here. It's a little bit warmer down this way. <laughs> sure enough. Are you still looking at talent? Are you still sort of combing around uh, the uh, different schools or, or whatever? Are you still searching? Oh, we always have to. You know, you've, you've got to be on a 24-7 search uh, every day trying to find that next guy because you never know who that, that one guy that you may find uh, that, that can help you win football games. Uh, true enough. But then again, you can also find some through free agency. So the big splash yesterday, and we'd heard about it sort of leading up to uh, free agency day, but Kenny Lawler, getting him in. Uh, how excited were you to be able to land that deal? Well, Kenny's certainly one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the game right now. So uh, adding a guy like that to our office does nothing but bolster our football team. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of reports about how much money he's making. So it's been reported that $300,000 for one year would make him the highest paid player in the CFL who is not a quarterback. Is that a gamble for you? Well, I mean, anytime you pay somebody money to play football, you never know what they're going to do till they do it. Uh, he's he's been a consistent player over over the course of his career, and we fully expect he's going to do the same thing for us. How much can you tell us about your conversations with him leading into this, and what made you confident that uh, not only because he's obviously got the pedigree, he's done, you know he's a great cup champ a couple times, leading receiver. Uh, so what did he say to you that said, oh yeah, this is going to work for me? Well, it's one of those things where I mean everybody in the league really would love to have him. And there were there were other people that were pursuing him very heavily, and so it was a deal where we had to we had to do a good job recruiting him and, and get him to come and sell him on what we were planning on doing, and we're gonna we're gonna stick him in the slot over there where Darius Bowman's played, and Naaman Roosevelt played, and had great success, and so like I say, we fully expect him to do the same thing. Now, and you did lose Greg Ellingson, but you you retained Darrell Walker, so again we should have a pretty impressive uh, receiving core. Who else are we uh, are we th- talking about and thinking about in that receiver core well again there's going to be a lot of different guys and, and like i was i've been telling people i mean everything that we do is going to be a competition every single day and again we'll settle in on our starters after after all that takes place uh picking up some of the, some of the guys that you've worked with before how important is that for you because i guess you know what they're going to bring sometimes it's a gamble but sometimes they're a known quantity for you somebody like ed ganey yeah, you know, Ed's a great player. Uh, you know, Dion's been with me. Uh, Mac's been with me. And, and like you say, I mean, I do have some familiarity with them. Uh, it gives them an advantage for a day or so. And then, again, it becomes a competition as to as to where that pecking order lies. Yeah, well, Matt O'Donnell, that, I guess that was a little bit of a surprise when he decided it was time to retire. He's only 32. You could last a little longer. But good on him. That's what he's decided to do. But you had a big hole to fill on the old line. Yeah, big hole. Uh, but I tell you what, you know, we we felt like uh, Court was the best guy in the uh, in the free agency up front, and and we were able to get him. He's a local guy. He can play multiple positions. He's extremely smart. He's a good teammate. So so a great pickup by us. Uh, who else did you pick up yesterday that maybe uh, you know it wasn't as splashy, but that you're excited about? I'm sure anybody you signed, you're excited about. <laughs> so maybe yeah, that's an unfair question. Done. 
Yeah, all, all, all 10 guys that we signed are guys that have, I mean, we didn't just pick up a guy for any reason. I mean, we, you know, we, we did a lot of background on them. We did a lot of, you know, stat checking and, you know, injury checking and stuff like that. So everybody that we have on our list, we feel like can contribute to our football team. Uh, how much more do you do? So the, the, the free agency started at 10 o'clock in the morning yesterday, obviously, but it continues now. Are there more free agent signings in the offing that you're still working on? Uh, you know, I think we're pretty much done. We'll we'll sit back and you know we, you never know if somebody was to reach out, then then it could lead to something. <laughs> that was a that was a well placed answer, by the way, Coach. Yeah, maybe. What <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the questions though? So you have this receiving core and you're building this team. Uh, so the question then, of course, lands at quarterback. If you if if you're paying one receiver sort of quarterback money, where do you go? Are you happy with the quarterbacks you have signed and in camp? I guess Nick Arbuckle would be the uh, sort of the front runner for a starting job at this point. Are you happy with that group? Are you looking to add to that? group we've got you know we've got a lot of young guys and that's what you know that's always an, uh, an unknown uh and so it's going to be until we get into camp until we play some preseason games to see exactly you know what we do have but yeah you got to have somebody who can get the ball to them it's, it's a matter of comfort level do you wait until preseason or do you bring anybody else in guess i'm pushing well, you on I, mean, that like I, say, I mean we, we've got a good group if the right you know if somebody comes along that we feel like can compete or, or be better than what we have then certainly we'll we'll explore that if not we'll go with this group that we got and we'll uh and we'll we'll win some football games uh, what, what's our kicking game looking like right now well we're still looking you know we've got some some work to do there again i mean y'all uh, y'all read the the transaction, so you know that that Whitey went over to BC, and and we wish you nothing but the best over there, except for when he plays us. And then, uh, like I say, we're we're going to be uh, working to to do what we've got to do in the kicking game to improve it. Uh, so, if you look at your roster and the numbers that are there and the positions that are there, are are you full? Are you are, have you done the work now? Apart from any of these new ones, that you might be able to find these little diamonds, perhaps. Are you done with the, the general roster? What what our next thing is is we're going to have those those few that come in, and so ones that come in, people have to go out, and then we've got the draft coming coming up, and then after that, it's time to go. Time to go. When are you going to be in Edmonton then at this point? Do you continue to, to hit the road and cruise around in your car and go look at when, when do you end up in Edmonton to, to, to get get the season rolling? We'll be up there during the uh, the regional that we have there at our indoor and, and then surrounding that I'll be there for a week or so uh to do some things around in the community that type thing yeah. and then uh we've got the three regionals and then we've got the uh the combine in toronto so it's gonna be a busy month during during the next uh next six weeks yeah look at six yeah. weeks month. If, if you're the coach and not the gm are you happy with your gm today uh yeah i mean like i say i mean we we feel like we got some good players you know i mean we're not gonna sit here and over promise and under deliver or whatever they call it you know i mean we're just we've got some really really good football players 
uh, in place and and you know again we fully expect to go out and win football games yeah and then there, there's the the reconnecting with the community because it was it was a horrible year last year there's no sense sugarcoating that one you couldn't we didn't even have a win on on home field last year so so having the the changes in covid with people just no more uh, having to show qr codes just the atmosphere are you are you hoping i know this you know you're, you're the gm and the coach so you're not you're not front office sort of victor qui but are you hoping for just a different atmosphere and just to get back to to regular football and being able to interact with fans and do all the things that give you a connection to your fan base well certainly i mean you know i'm really excited but first of all being back in Edmonton's, you know this is certainly exciting for not only me but the staff and uh you know i've got i'm down here right now with our personnel staff and and they did just first of all an outstanding job yesterday uh, they were m- much more instrumental in making all the, the calls and crunching all the numbers and doing all that sort of thing. I mean, uh, you know, G-Roy's done an outstanding job since he's been here. We've got Sammy Gahagan here and Michael Daniels. I mean, they, they've been down here putting up with me for a couple of days, and, and uh, so I've got to give them props uh, of all the stuff that they've done. But, yeah, certainly we're, we're excited about being there. Uh, our football staff's coming down the next day or so, and they're excited about – uh, being there and being in Edmonton, and uh, and so we again we're we're not very far away because we we missed you know we were late getting done this year we got done in December instead of November so mm-hmm. it's going to come up pretty quickly. Uh, Morning, Scott, who would normally be jumping in and chatting with you as well as off sick today, but he was sailing to me even like three weeks ago. Hey, Daryl, CFL season is just around the corner. It's just around the corner, and that was in January, and I'm going just simmer <laughs> down, fella. But it's just around That's the right. corner. It's uh, it's gonna get here in a hurry this year because of uh, again the short off season. Yeah, true enough. Chris Jones, thank you so much uh, for your time this morning. It's always fun to talk to you. Appreciate it. Looking forward to being able uh, to to see you in person here in Edmonton. And get this season underway. Looking forward to it. Hey, thank you much. Appreciate y'all having me on. Okay, cheers. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.